Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Hey there, welcome to the Golf Strategy School podcast. If you've never been here before, my name is Marty Griffin, and this is a podcast that's designed specifically to help people who are still struggling to get over that milestone score of like breaking 90 or breaking 100. Uh, before we really get into the episode today, I, I have some explaining to do. If you look at my episode catalog, you'll notice that there's quite a healthy gap between this episode and the most recent one prior to it. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have something called congenital heart disease, which is basically a disorder that I was born with. Uh, the way that it has kind of manifested itself in my life is through a heart rhythm disorder. Uh, those of you who are longtime listeners of the podcast know that this is actually how I got into golf. When I was 12 years old, I had my second open heart surgery. And uh, because of the surgery and the scar tissue and the the issue that I was born with, uh, it continued to go forward and manifest itself in this rhythm disorder. And so really for like the last year and a half, it's been pretty bad. Um, it got to the point where at the beginning of August, there, there was no getting around it. I had to have another heart surgery. And... The good news is they were able to fix everything that they wanted to fix. Uh, the kind of scary part was when they got in there, they saw that it was about six times worse than they had anticipated. So surgery took longer. Uh, you know, recovery for me because of that has taken longer. Obviously, everybody, you know, wishes they could snap their finger and just be boom, 100% right away. But wasn't the case for me. Um, you know, I... I've been living with this disorder for 38 years and it was to the point where, you know, I would either experience skipped beats or an atrial flutter two to three to four times per minute. And so I was so used to like listening and waiting for that flutter or that skipped beat and then to feel my heart correct itself and beat really hard to catch up. And the really cool thing is that doesn't happen anymore. It's awesome. So, like, honestly, this is potentially the healthiest I have ever been, which is fantastic. Um, but it was it was really kind of scary getting to that point. Uh, in the last year, I've had to have my heart stopped and restarted twice because of this rhythm disorder. And it, it wasn't fixing itself, so surgery was what they had to do. Uh, but really, I want to say thank you to everybody who sent me emails and who sent well wishes. Um, it's, it's really awesome to know that you have a community behind you who truly cares. And I don't, 
I don't do this podcast so people can, you know, blow smoke up my ass and say like, oh, we, you know, you're so great, this, that, the other thing. I, I, that's not why, you know, I, I do it because I played golf probably on average six times a week with my dad when he was alive. And I was his coach for like the last five years of his life, eh, probably closer to the last 10 years of his life. And to see him accomplish things that he never even dreamed could be possible, shooting even par on nine holes as like a 15 handicap, uh, that's that's why I do the show. But to hear y'all send me those well wishes, to know that you genuinely care, it, it means a lot. Um, so as... A thank you right back to you. <laughs> I have started a five strokes in five days challenge. So you can go to golfstrategyacademy.com slash five and five and you can sign up there. Uh, but basically what it is, is I take five lessons that I find incredibly important to improving very, very quickly. So these are the ones that, you know, if you had a tournament coming up in a week, I would be really focusing on these lessons because it's going to get you the most bang for your buck. Uh, probably a poor choice of words because this is a free challenge. So again, all you got to do is go to golfstrategyacademy.com slash five in five. That's the number five in the number five. Um, but you can certainly click the link below the video. You'll have it in the show notes there. Or if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you will have it in the show notes there, a clickable link, uh, unless you listen on Apple. Um, but you can get it there, golfstrategyacademy.com slash five in five. Sign up for the challenge. I'll send you a lesson a day. And then uh, at the end of it, if you actually do watch all the lessons, I'll send you another thank you bonus. Uh, so you can check that out there. But today, because we're coming back, finally feeling good, I want to help out on the popular thing again. And that is hitting the big dog. So today we've got three tips to hit your driver better. Let's talk about it. All right, so it's no secret that for a lot of people, the most fun club to hit is the driver. I know it certainly is for me. It's that whole, you know, chicks dig the long ball type of mentality. Uh, for hitting your driver successfully, obviously we want to find the fairway. Uh, but we also want to have some degree of control. And I know that's what a lot of people struggle with. So uh, what I'm going to talk about first is how we can make sure that we are aligned properly, because you'd be surprised how many people hit the ball directly where they're aimed. They just didn't know where they were aimed. Uh, we're also going to talk about a couple ways to fix that most common of errors, the slice. So alignment. How do we get better lined up? Well, what I like to do, and this is actually something that I learned uh, from an interview with Rory McIlroy. Uh, he does it this exact same way. And what I, what I like to do to get lined up is when I'm standing behind the ball, I am picking out a target down range or you know down the fairway. But once I have that target that's out in the distance, I'm going to find an intermediate target. And really, honestly, it's not all that intermediate. It's probably only going to be a foot or two in front of the ball. And then what I do is as I come around to address the ball, 
I aim the club face at that target that's only a foot or two in front of the ball, and then I set up with that club face still pointed at that target. Now I know my body is also lined up along with that club face. So that's kind of step one, is making sure that we're lined up correctly. Now, when we're lined up, we kind of want to have like that railroad tracks uh, visual going down towards our target. We want to feel like our club face and our feet are more or less parallel. And that is going to take us down to our target. It's The fact of the matter, though, is that to get lined up properly, it's a heck of a lot easier to aim at something that's two feet in front of you versus 200 yards in front of you. Uh, the other thing that I like to talk about in terms of, you know, kind of getting set up and getting lined up correctly is like the difference between aiming versus alignment. Now, when we talk about aim versus alignment, alignment is all the different pieces that make up aim. So alignment is our toes, our knees, our hips, our shoulders. Those are all part of our alignment and our club face. And then they all go into that final product, which is the aim. So for me, that's how I kind of compartmentalize the two and how I can work on like fine point specifics of one so I can improve the whole being the aim. Now let's talk about how we can fix that slice, right? So when we're talking about how we can fix the slice, a lot of times for, you know, the definition of a slice is, well, scratch that, not the definition of a slice, but how a slice is manifested, how it's made, is when your club face is open compared to your club path. Now for me, I don't hit a slice, but on the track man, when I hit, and this is for all of my clubs, I actually come through with a club face that's open. It's open like one and a half to two degrees. But I come from the inside by about three or four degrees. So the ball starts to the right and it draws back. A slice is going to be when the club face is open compared to the path. So if the club face is open, in my example... If, if my club face is open more than that three or four degrees, I'm not going to be able to draw that back. So that's really where we're kind of working from. And so it's how do we get that club coming more from the inside? And there's a setup fix and then there's a swing fix. I do not, do not, do not, do not. I do not want you to do these both at the same time at the beginning. We'll do one. If it doesn't work, we'll do the other. If that doesn't work, then we will pair them up. If you do them both at the beginning, you could start snapping hooks. And obviously that's not good either. So what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about the setup fix. And this, honestly, it's painfully easy, which is fantastic. But it is very counterintuitive. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's going to feel very, very weird. Just trust me. So what that is, is once we're set up, we've got our train tracks, we're aimed at our target. The last thing you do before you swing, so I'll pretend that I'm actually aimed at the camera here. So the last thing I'm going to do before I swing is I'm going to bump that lead shoulder and I am going to aim it to the right of the target. 
Now, this is obviously me as a right-handed player. So if you're a left-handed player and you're losing the ball to the left, you're going to bump your right shoulder to the left of the target. And really what we're doing here by kind of taking, again, we were talking about alignment versus aim. We've got these different alignment points at our feet, our hips, our knees, our shoulders, and we're taking that shoulder alignment piece and we're just going to close off that stance just a little bit and we are going to put it out to the right of the target. The reason being here is that that helps us come down from the inside and get to that inside corner of the golf ball easier. And that way it's not a swing thought, right? So we just aim that shoulder out and then we do everything normal. That'll give you a little bit more room on the inside so you can come from the inside and start correcting that slice. So that's our alignment fix or our setup fix. Our next fix is actually more of a swing fix. And this is actually something that I discuss in a little bit more detail in the Golf Strategy Academy. But really what we want to do is we want to talk about, again, how do we get more from the inside? Now, I know a lot of newer golfers, the, the grip is just so darn strong. And I don't mean like strong as in rotated under. I mean just like physically white knuckling it. You know, we have to have some some looseness to our muscles and our limbs. And we, if we're just so tight and rigid with our hands, that rigidity is going to come all the way up and it's going to end up kind of flowing. This tenseness is going to flow through our whole body. Well, when we do that, we tend to kind of revert to our dominant side. And so we push with our right side or we, we try to get handsy and we cast with our right hand what I want you to feel is that once you're at the top of your swing, I want to feel like you're taking this elbow and just driving it right into your own ribs. Because what that's going to do is that's going to force the club to shallow out, which is really a fancier way of saying come from the inside. So, again, not the most difficult thing in the world. Once you get to the top of the swing, you want to feel like that right elbow, it just drives right into that side. And that's going to help you get more from the inside. It's going to help kind of soften your right side so you don't feel like you're pushing and you're, you're using your dominant muscles, your normal muscles. You're going to just let that left side lead through, but you're going to feel like that, that right elbow just kind of drives down into your ribs and that'll get you shallowing out the club coming from the inside and hopefully getting that slice straightened out or maybe even turn into a draw. Now, again, please, 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 please do not do these both at the same time on the outset. Practice first for like a day with just the setup, because if we can get the problem fixed without having to add a swing thought, that's the ideal situation. But if that's not enough to get it done, then I want you to switch, kind of let go of the, the setup fix. Then I want you to really work on driving that elbow into your ribs. If that is not enough of a fix, because this tends to fix it a little bit more than the setup, but if that's not getting the job done, then we will layer them both together. So really... I would like to see you give, if I'm being honest, I would like you to see you like to see you work on one for like a week 
assess your progress, decide whether or not it's enough. If it's not enough, work on the swing fix, the elbow to the ribs for about a week. Then again, do your assessment. If it's not enough, then let's layer them together, work on it for a week, and we should be good to go. So that is how we hit our driver more consistently and we get rid of that god-awful slice. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw a bonus tip on here. So we talked about setup and we talked about tenseness and rigidity through our body. You know, it's really important that we have a, a very gentle, I won't say weak or strong, but a gentle grip on the golf club. Uh, really, where you should feel the majority of your grip pressure is in those bottom three fingers. And that should be like 90, at least 90% of your total grip pressure is right here. Really, we want to probably feel like this is 50, this is 30, this is 10, and the rest of it is just kind of accumulating the other 10% in support. But by making sure that that bottom three fingers on your lead hand, so if you're right-handed, it's going to be your left hand, those bottom three fingers should have the majority, the drastic majority of your grip pressure. And that will help, again, prevent you from getting your right hand, your right side overly involved. And actually, because you're kind of holding on a little bit more gently with your big muscles, that lets your big muscles move faster. And then you hit the ball farther. So extra bonus tip right there. But again, uh, thank you to everybody who sent the the well wishes from my heart surgery and again as a thank you right back to all my listeners i want to say go to the five and five golfstrategyacademy.com slash five and five and you can sign up for this free five-day challenge honestly most people improve more than five strokes from this challenge so hey get yourself signed up play some great late summer early fall golf and I will absolutely be catching you in the shark grass. Cheers, everybody. Thanks. Again. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash Griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.